Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 95, 10 signs that your kitchen needs a good declutter. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I'm excited to chat about this topic with you. Um, This topic was spurred by my own home decluttering and I thought as I noticed the feelings I had and the signs that I knew that it was time for my kitchen and honestly my whole home to get a good declutter, I thought I would share those with you so you can see if this is something that you should be doing as well. So like I said, I've been working on decluttering my house lately and I've been thinking a little bit about this hot topic of decluttering. And so I want to talk a little bit about clutter in the kitchen specifically. So here on the podcast, we are always talking about creating peaceful, easy family meals. And we've touched a little bit on the dread that comes for many moms at dinner time. you know, that like four o'clock feeling that you're like, oh, like it's time, like I have to do this. And now that dread can come from a variety of different causes. Um, and I'm honestly trying to unpack a lot of these causes and reasons in different episodes of the podcast. Um, Some of those reasons for dread may be that you don't know what you're going to cook. You might feel dread because you are a little bit overzealous in your planning and plan something that would take an hour and now you only have 15 minutes worth of energy or actual time. You might feel dread because your kids are just having a needy or off day and you don't know how you're going to be able to get the cooking done um, and have them leave you alone enough to do it without screaming. But today I want to dig into a reason for the dinnertime dread that we haven't talked about a lot and that is clutter. So clutter is a huge, huge trigger for me. And at this point, it is usually the reason that I don't want to make dinner at 4 p.m. if I'm running into that dinnertime dread feeling. And the thing about clutter is that it can be super sneaky. First off, I want to state that I don't consider myself a minimalist. There's a lot of things about minimalism that I don't really support. And I think that minimalism in many cases is kind of perfectionism in a different package. Um, And minimalism can create this idea that if you don't have a perfectly curated kitchen or a perfectly curated home, a perfect collection of high quality equipment or high quality items with nothing out of place, then you're not good enough. It's it's more of that you're not good enough mom guilt mentality, right? Your kitchen isn't good enough. Nothing is good enough. And now for those of you out there who do consider yourself minimalist, I'm not making these assumptions about you. I definitely see the value in living a decluttered home. I'm just kind of um, sharing what I tend to see in at least the social representation of what minimalism is, which I imagine that many of those who are sharing don't feel that that is what they think either. But anyway, this is just my thoughts about minimalism. I definitely see the value in a decluttered home. And I, with this episode of the podcast, I'm hoping to offer a more realistic and less perfectionistic perspective uh, than what I often see from minimalist accounts, right? 
Anyway, back to what I said. Here is how clutter and materialism can be sneaky. So you might think that your things are well enough organized so they're not really affecting you uh, because you have space for them. Or you may think that the convenience of whatever item that you are purchasing is going to add to your life will mitigate any of the needs associated with storing the item so it's worth it to purchase it. So I guess what I mean is that you might not think that clutter or too much stuff in your kitchen is really affecting you because you've gotten used to it. Uh, But if you did remove some of that clutter, you would be so much more likely to get in your kitchen and actually use what you have left. So that's what we're talking about today. Here are some signs that your kitchen is in need of a declutter. If you find yourself nodding your head with any of these, schedule your declutter session and see how much better you feel about cooking in the weeks that follow. One last thing to bring up is that once you've created a system for organizing and storing things in your kitchen and in your whole home, the decluttering process becomes so much easier. And one thing that's really cool about this is your home starts to tell you when it's time for a declutter. For example, I just went through my bathroom and it was easy to see, number one, that I needed to declutter because the bins that I had created were all overflowing. Um, And I also was able to see easily what bins needed attention Um, And I was able to look through them and start seeing what makeup colors I rarely wore or what mascara bottles were basically empty or what makeup brushes did I have three different versions of. And within 10 minutes, I had solved the bathroom clutter problem because at this point it was just a clutter problem. It wasn't like an organization problem. The organization system had been created. So depending on where you are, a little kitchen declutter might be a big project where you create a system of organization, or it might just be a small one where you manage the system that you've already created. So if you are at the point of needing to implement a system, that can be overwhelming. But consider all of the benefits um, to having a system as you go through with the big project. And if you do it right, like I said, you'll only need to do this big declutter once. I think that's enough of an intro. It was a little bit scattered today, friends, so bear with me. But... I'm going to dig into the ways that you can know that it's time for a declutter. And if you'd like me to dig into any of the systems for organizing and decluttering that I kind of touched on in this intro in a future episode, please let me know. All right, friends, I think we're ready to dive in to the signs that your kitchen needs a declutter. So sign number one is that you have enough kitchen tools that you still have enough items to cook even when your sink is full of dirty dishes and your dishwasher is full. So you might think that it's a good thing to have extras. It means that you're always prepared, but really this just allows things to get messy because you don't have any reason to be consistently cleaning and putting away your dishes, right? This kind of reminds me of when I lived in a college dorm and each of my roommates had their own set of dishes. So none of us had any reason to do the dishes in the sink because there was always another dish that we could use and get dirty, right? Um, It also reminds me of something just kind of funny that we've talked about kitchen knives in the past and I literally own one. I do not have a knife set. I own like steak knives and I own a few other knives, but I have one kitchen knife. It does everything in my kitchen. And I had um, a brother-in-law over and he was like, you only own one knife like you, like you cook all the time. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe I should get another one. And then I was just like, why? Like I just wash the knife as I need it probably, you know, five, six times a day. Um, But it's not something that bothers me. It takes two seconds and I'm not adding to clutter, right? So 
it's not always a good thing to have multiples of an item. Are there certain items that it's necessary or useful? Sure. But in general, if you are having no problem cooking a meal when your dishwasher and sink are full, you know that it's time to declutter. All right. Sign number two is that you rarely have space on your countertops to cook. Uh, nobody wants to cook if when it's time to cook. There are dirty dishes, kids' crafts, mail, schoolwork, the whole shipping all over the counters, right? And the kitchen tends to be a landing place for all of these things. This is not meant to be one of those times where we're throwing out mom guilt or shame. We kind of already touched on that. That's not what this is meant to be. Um, so everyone's counter is cluttered sometimes. But if your counter is constantly cluttered by things that don't belong there, it may be time to analyze what's causing the clutter and see if you can come up with a solution to keep that clutter contained so your counter stay relatively clear and you don't feel that stress and overwhelm of trying to cook with like things falling off the counter or clearing off space only to have to clear off more space as you're going, right? You want your counters relatively clear. So if that's not the case for you, then it's time for a declutter. Sign number three is that you feel overwhelmed when it's time to clean the kitchen because your cupboards and drawers are too full. So I get it. You might be rolling your eyes. You're like, you told me my countertops were too full and now my drawers where I would put everything on the countertops are too full. So hear me out here. Cleaning is overwhelming and takes a long time when things in your home don't have a permanent and proper spot, right? So that's honestly what makes cleaning take so much brain power and makes it so unenjoyable. When cleaning can be put on autopilot, it's really a lot more pleasant. You can be listening to a podcast. You can do your own thing while you're cleaning because you're not having to like analyze where to put every single thing. Um, and it also, when things don't have a permanent home, you'll find yourself making piles of things. So give things a proper home and you'll be able to clean up so much more quickly and it will become automatic and not require a lot of thought. So create a proper home for things. This becomes a problem when drawers and cupboards, which are natural proper homes, are overflowing and full, Right. So you want to have enough space in your cupboards and drawers for your items to breathe so that you can open the drawers, open the cupboards and easily see what's in there and easily know where things go. So if this is not the case for you, then it's time to get rid of some things or at least give them a new home that's not in your kitchen so your kitchen is still functional. All right. Sign number four is that you can't find items that you use frequently. So this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. You may think that you don't have a clutter problem because you have space for all of the things in your cupboards. This happens to me occasionally because I have a fairly large kitchen with a lot of counter space. But just because you have space for things doesn't mean that you need to have them. A drawer full of things that you don't use just creates an opportunity to camouflage and bury the things that you actually do use. So if things you use are constantly being hidden or lost, you probably have too many things. Okay, sign number five is that you feel like you can't tell someone, a guest, for example, where something is, you feel like you have to go find it for them. Now, this happens to be a lot. If when I have a guest, I can't easily tell them where the napkins or spoons or glasses are, or if I'm embarrassed thinking about them opening my cupboards, because who knows what's going to fall out on them, then that's a sign that those cupboards could use a little TLC. 
right? Sign number six is that you have to overstack items to make them fit in the cupboards. So this is another one that you might be from. This is another one that you are probably familiar with. It's time to clean the kitchen, but you don't want to put the dishes away because the only way all the pots and pans fit away is if they're precariously stacked in exactly the right order. So if it's harder to put the item away than it is to leave it out, then you're going to keep leaving it out, right? Which is adding to the clutter problem. So ask yourself if it's really worth all of the work to put those things away, or if you could do just fine with fewer pots, pans, Tupperware, whatever the giant pile is made of, so that putting things away becomes effortless, right? Okay, sign number seven that your kitchen needs to declutter is that you have a pantry and freezer full of food, but you draw a blank when you're trying to think of what to cook or eat. So I can always tell things in my freezer are too cluttered when I can't think of anything useful to make, or worse, I have no idea what's buried in there. When your freezer is organized, it's actually a meal planning help because you can open it up and easily see several items you could add to your meal plan. This is basically impossible when your pantry and freezer are bursting at the seams and you are much more likely to waste or worse, purchase things that you already have, further adding to the clutter that you already have, right? So if you are overwhelmed by the amount of food in your pantry and freezer, it's probably time to declutter. And when I talk about decluttering food, you don't necessarily need to throw it away. I wouldn't throw things away that aren't bad unless it's something that you didn't like. Um, but it is a sign that you need to start very intentionally adding food to your meal plans and lay off purchasing as much as possible. So try and clean out the pantry and fridge so you can kind of start fresh. Okay, side number eight, that it's time to declutter your kitchen is that you have to store things on your counter. And let me just say right here, I already told you I am not a perfectionist and this is a, definitely an area where I'm not a perfectionist. My blender lives on my counter. I know that some home decor gurus would have a problem with that, but I'm not going to make my smoothies if I have to get the blender out every time. It's just not going to happen. So the blender lives on my counter. I have my flour and sugar jars on the counter as well so that baking is convenient. And I keep a fruit bowl out to make eating fruit appealing and convenient for my family. So I have no problem with using your counters as storage when that storage serves a purpose. But when you're storing cereal boxes on top of the fridge, bags of chips and bread on the counter, just because there's nowhere else to put these items, that's a sign that you might need to clear up space. And let me also just point out here that obviously a lot of this depends on your living space, right? So this isn't meant to shame anybody with a small living space. And once again, storing things on top of your fridge, if you have a tiny kitchen, might be a necessity, right? That might be where it is for things to go. So if that is you, disregard this part. But I do just want to point out that counters that are covered in things are not useful for cooking. So as much as you can, clear off that counter so that when it's time to cook, you don't feel overwhelmed by having to first clean and then cook. It's just ready for you to cook, right? On to number nine. You have a lot of items in your kitchen that you can't remember when you last used them. So here, we're going to just air what we have going on here. So I am finally getting rid of my pasta maker this year. I'm a little sad about it. But after using it maybe four times in the past five years that I've owned it, I usually use it on Valentine's Day. That's like it was a fun tradition, but 
I've decided that the cost of storing this item isn't worth the air quote joy that I get using it once a year. So if you have a large stash of items that you use once a year or less, you may want to consider whether owning and storing the item is worth it. And if you decide it is worth it, which you can, I there would be no problem with that, but you might want to find a place to store it outside of your kitchen because it's not really being used in your kitchen if you're using it once a year, right? And we want to keep our kitchens functional. So we don't want it taking up valuable space where you actually need that space. So if you do want to keep some items that you use less frequently, consider storing them somewhere else, somewhere that they're not in the way and where your kitchen can remain functional. All right. Number 10, speaking of functional, (laughs) the last sign that you need to declutter is that your kitchen often feels too messy to be functional. So this is the most important question to consider. If you frequently feel like you would cook or you would like to cook if your kitchen was clean, that is a sure sign that you could declutter. Why own 20 things that you never use because your kitchen is too messy when you could own five things that you use all the time? All right, friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope if it's time for you that you are feeling motivated to put on some tunes and go go through all your stuff in the kitchen. (laughs) Hopefully this is giving you an idea of one thing that might be keeping you out of the kitchen. Hopefully it motivates you to get things under control in there so that you can enjoy cooking more. This topic was another topic that I felt would be better split into two topics. So next month, we're going to continue this conversation about minimalism or essentialism in the kitchen. And we're going to go over what a simple kitchen actually needs. That will be next month. But before then, next week, we are going to be welcoming a special guest. I'm super excited about this episode. Chef Dennis will be coming on the podcast and he's going to be telling us all about his insider chef secrets to managing your kitchen. And you guys, this was like gold. I wanted to just keep talking to him for three hours, but we kept it to an hour. So it's should be manageable for you to listen to. It's one of my favorite interviews I've done and I'm so excited for you all to hear it. Thanks for listening. I'm so appreciative of your time and your tuning in until next week. Happy planning.